Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2387 with the release date of Friday, July 28th, 2023 to following 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams call QRZ to help a flood-damaged region of Italy. Dangerous conditions cancel a second activation on Rockall and a successful orbit for CubeSats from the Philippines. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2387 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stefan Kenford, N8WB. Italy's flood-devastated region of Emilia-Romagna faces a long period of reconstruction, and hams are involved in providing their own kind of support. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us the details. Although some hams may be more familiar with the Emilia-Romagna region of northern Italy as the host of the recent World Radio Sport Team Championship, it is actually now in the amateur radio spotlight for another reason. Remember the call sign 1A0C. Hams will be calling QRZ until the 2nd of August to focus attention on the charitable work being done there by the Italian Relief Corps of the Order of Malta, focusing on the badly damaged Emilia-Romagna region of Italy. The historic deadly floods in May displaced thousands of families, destroyed communities and threatened to wreck many local industries. A multinational team of amateurs will be on the air from the radio station at the Magistral Villa on the Aventine Hill. The Order of Malta's humanitarian projects are known throughout the world, assisting 120 nations with medical, social and humanitarian needs. The operators include Fernando, EA5C, Simone, IK5RUN, June, JH4RHF, Dimitri, RA9USU and others. At the time Newsline was being produced, the team's website was under construction. Visit the QRZ.com page of 1A0C for updates. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Soda activators are planning an international tribute to recall the treasured friendship of a ham who became a silent key last year. Ed Durant, DD5LP, gives us the details. From his shack in Poland, Jarek, SP9MA, is leading the way among his fellow SOTA supporters. He has issued a call to all friends of the beloved ham known as Guru, who became a silent key in March of 2022. Yarak wrote on the SOTA reflector that he will begin using the call sign SP59GURU on January 11th of next year, which would have been Guru's 59th birthday. The call sign will remain active through to March 11th, the anniversary of his death. The loss of José Antonio Gorazzazzi Yaregi EA2IF to cancer rocked the SOTA community last year, most especially in Europe, where his commitment to radio on the summits began in his native Spain in 2013. Yarek has put out a call to SOTA activators worldwide to join him in this special event activation and to start making plans now, well in advance of January. Though there may be no diplomas or awards for QSOs, Yarek believes the contact itself will provide a memorable moment. In that way, Guru, who left his mark also as a top contester and CW operator, will get another moment with his SOTA brothers and sisters. Or as Yarek wrote on the SOTA reflector, quote, I just think that as many hearts as possible would connect with the Guru at that time, end quote. 
This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. Radios and other equipment remain on Rockall Island, where a second attempted activation has failed. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, brings us up to date. A second and very brief activation of the remote granite islet known as Rockall was called off after hazardous conditions in the North Atlantic had forced the team to return to the mainland. Cam Cameron, Emil Bergman, DL8JJ, and Nobby, G0VJG, set sail on the 16th of July, only to turn back three days later after making several passes at Rockall. The hams were hoping to have a second activation, three hours of CW and SSB, during their return trip. The trio was travelling to recover radio equipment left there during the June activation of MM0UKI. Emil and Nobby had called QRZ for several days before their departure, leaving Cam on Rockall. In a challenge to benefit charity, Cam was hoping to break the previous 45-day stay record set in 2014. He'd called for rescue in late June after 32 days of exhaustion and hypothermia. Describing the team's failed attempt to return, Emil wrote on the Rockhall de Expedition's Facebook page, quote, Nature has said no. We reached the Rockhall without difficulty, but the waves were extremely high. That's the way of life, end quote. So don't be discouraged. The team plans another recovery attempt. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. India's government is looking for a radio operator to join the team at the country's research station in the Antarctic. If you like cold weather, Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us what's involved. A qualified radio operator is among the many posts being advertised for the next Indian Antarctic expedition, with preferences being given to ham or maritime radio operators. The National Centre for Polar and Ocean Research has been interviewing candidates for a variety of contract positions to work at its Antarctic research base beginning in November or December of this year. The research season ends sometime in 2025. Radio communication is considered an essential component of this 43rd expedition, which hopes to look at the ecosystem as well as satellite communication, ionospheric studies, stellar observations and climate change. The government has been seeking a candidate proficient in English. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Students in the Philippines are feeling proud that their two ham radio CubeSats have entered orbit. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, tells us about their mission. Two amateur radio CubeSats from the Philippines are now in orbit. Maya 5 and Maya 6 were built by university students with the goal of helping the nation keep its momentum going on satellite development while using locally sourced materials. The primary mission of the CubeSat pair is to give the amateur radio community a digital message relay service through the Automatic Packet Reporting System, or APRS. The onboard APRS digipeters use the frequency of 145.825 MHz for transmitting as well as receiving. The CubeSats are also demonstrating a data message store and forward system compatible with universal amateur radio text and email messaging. The International Space Station released the CubeSats on the 19th of July. This is Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. A popular ham radioactivity that activates churches and chapels, mainly in the UK, is getting a foothold in the US. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, tells us more about it. The amateur radio community and the church community in the UK have enjoyed a one-day convergence each September since 2006. That was the year in which John G3XYF 
suggested that Choda, churches and chapels on the air, could be as viable and important activity as lighthouses, mills, islands, summits, railways, and other on-the-air entities. The activity began simply with his own church, East Yorkshire, where John operated with the special call sign GB0LOW. Choda, which is organized by the World Association of Christian Radio Amateurs and Listeners, has since grown to include between 20 and 30 churches in the UK, and in some instances, a few churches in the Czech Republic and Germany. This year's event is taking place on Saturday the 9th of September, and just as the Choda grew in the years following 2006, it leaps across the ocean, now to the Highlands Presbyterian Church in Mississippi, where Frank Howell will be calling QRZ under his own call sign, K4FMH. Other hams, using their own calls as well, are expected to join him on the 16-acre church campus. Frank expects the event to feature stations for SSB, CW, and FT8. There will also be VHF, UHF, and satellite operations. Frank told Newsline in an email, quote, This is a great fit for our church of about 1,100 members because we seek to reach out to the community to bring them to our campus, end quote. He said that a number of area clubs are involved, as are some hams in the congregation. The church is so ham-friendly, in fact, that the administrator and administrative assistant are planning on taking their technician license exam soon. Frank has already received emails from other U.S. churches inquiring about September's activation. Interested churches should email John and let him know the name and location of the church and the call sign being used. John's email appears in the text version of this week's newscast. Choda is not a contest, but there are certificates for contacting the stations. And there are rewards just for being part of this goodwill event that's now gone intercontinental. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K9 DEW Repeater in Warsaw, Indiana, on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. What's the one ham radio competition you can enter without turning your rig on? The Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. We've been inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find a submission form. Follow traditional haiku form and send in your entry. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the finishing third line has another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. We will pick from the best submissions that follow the five-seven-five syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize, for now bragging rights, and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. We may have a surprise for you at the end of the year, however, so visit our website at arnewsline.org and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku. Although the event at the Frontiers of Flight Museum was called Moon Day, Amateur Radio shared the spotlight with the help of AMSAT and two area ham clubs. Moon Day was held at the Dallas, Texas Museum at Love Field on July 22nd, the anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission in 1969. The educational event celebrated ham radio communications through satellites while acknowledging the great strides that have been made since that historic lunar landing. AMSAT Ambassador Tom Schussler N5HYP told Newsline in an email that AMSAT's presentations focused on amateur radio in space, and with the help of AMSAT's Virginia Smith, NV5F, Calvin Gluck, W7KYG, and Tony Medina, 
NT5TM guests learned about the technology behind these communications. The keynote speaker was retired NASA astronaut Shane Kimbrough, KE5HOD. Working alongside AMSAT, the Dallas Amateur Radio Club, W5FC, demonstrated the use of repeaters, Morse code, and the HF bands. A number of young scouts were able to work towards their radio and exploration merit badges. This was the 15th annual Moon Day held at the museum, and Tom told Newsline it will be back again next year. Sunday, July 30th has been set aside for bumblebees. Those are the radio operators who will be operating QRP as they call CQ. Randy Sly, W4XJ, tells us how to be ready for them. The Adventure Radio Society is hoping for a swarm of bumblebees on Sunday, July 30th. Or at least, that's the buzz. For the four-hour period between 1700 and 2100 UTC, the organizers of a casual CW contest called The Flight of the Bumblebees are encouraging portable operators to walk, bicycle, row, using any means of engine-free travel, and set up a field site. There, they will call CQ with their call sign and a unique identifying bumblebee number assigned to them. For bumblebees, being in the field is important. The society, which was created in 1996, tries to foster the practice of radio operations in an ecologically responsible manner. Now remember, bumblebees are small, so this is going to be a QRP event, and no one will be transmitting more than 5 watts. Typically, these radio bumblebees can be found on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters around standard QRP frequencies. Who will be looking for them? Other bumblebees, of course. But home-based stations who are also operating QRP can chase the bees or one another. For details, rules, and other information, visit arsqrp.blogspot.com. Bumblebees and home-based stations will be eligible for commendations based on points, but additional recognition will be given to those busy bees who operate from attractive sites, have an unusual adventure, or perhaps operate with some notable equipment. As with such previous contests, this one is sure to create a hive of activity. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. In the world of DX, be listening for Francesco IK6QON, operating as IA5 slash IK6QON from the Isola del Giglio, IOTA number EU028, until the 31st of July. He is on the HF using CW and SSB. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Listen for JA1QQU-6 operating from your own island, IOTA number AS023, from the 27th through the 30th of July. He will be on 10 and 6 meters using FT8 between 2300 and 0200 UTC, and again from 1000 through 1400 UTC. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Lance W7GJ will be conducting a 6-meter de-expedition as 3B9GJ from Rodriguez Island, IOTA number AF017, from the 27th of August to the 7th of September. He will be operating on the HF bands as well as doing EME. CQRZ.com under Lance's home call for additional details and QSL information.
Franz, DJ0TP will be operating as TK slash DJ0TP from Corsica's main island, IOTA number EU014, from the 27th of July to the 3rd of September. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Our final story takes us to a park in Florida where a group of POTA activators gathered to share stories and remember the friend who no longer joins them. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, brings us that story. Amateur radio was good for Jack Hales, W1BBU, following the loss of his wife six years ago after a lifetime of nearly 50 years together. Returning to radio restored the grieving widower into a vibrant circle of life. On Sunday, July 23rd, Amateur Radio was there for Jack again. This time, the hams were offering a memorial activation at Sawgrass Lake Park in Florida. It was a familiar and frequent operating spot for Jack and his friends during Parks on the Air until Jack's unexpected death on June 13th at the age of 80. One of the four radio operators during those three hours was Lisa Neuschlar, KC1YL. She said the day's tally of 108 SSB contacts were rich with memories from many POTA enthusiasts who have written Jack's call sign several times in their logs. They traded stories along with signal reports. All contacts from the Sunday activation will receive certificates. The four operators' names and call signs appear on them as well as a photo of Jack. The man whose travels in the military left a mark around the world, including Indonesia, where he helped establish a fledgling amateur radio society. Even as a silent key, Jack is also launching another prospective ham career, his granddaughter Haley, who had accompanied him and his St. Petersburg Amateur Radio Club friends, is studying for her license. She will likely use her grandfather's shack equipment, and she's hoping his call sign the same call that belonged to Jack's father. No doubt, like her grandfather, you will soon find her among the tall antennas under the sun at Sawgrass Lake Park. This is Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming Hamfest or field day participation, but something that's out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at airnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to the Adventure Radio Society, Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, 425DX News, Lisa Neuschler, KC1YL, The Monitoring Times, National Center for Polar and Ocean Research, QRZ.com, RockAllExped.com, ShortwaveRadio.de, Soda Reflector, Tom Schussler, N5HYP, YourSat-Sat1 website, Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at airnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.